Hey, everybody, and welcome in. It's the Poor Man Fantasy Football League podcast. We're the fantasy football show that gives you a peek inside the life and times of our Dynasty League. I'm your host, Mike, and with me, as always, is my brother from another mother, Andrew. Andrew, you are teasing me with hot wings. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. My background is hot and spicy. (laughs) Yeah, so you sent me pictures of some really good-looking hot wings yesterday. Yes, and so when you joined the show tonight, you set your video background as a giant plate of hot wings. Yes. Which I that's have been deprived of. So that's well done, my friend. Well done. We'll have to find a Tuesday night to go to uh, Jack's Pizza Cafe here at Edmonton. And no plug to them, by the way. But <laughs> Not yet, anyways. <laughs> that's a, that's but that's, cheap... that, is, that is the place we like to go. Yes. Nice, good, cheap wings. 20 for just over 12 bucks. Can't go wrong it's with that. It. No, actually, they were really good looking. Yeah, and they're big, right? Like they're not the mm-hmm. cheap, skinny, little tiny, like pigeon wings. Yeah, not a fan of those. No, there seems no. to be a lot of those places that serve those little tiny pigeon wings, especially on the wing night, right? Mm-hmm. You get just, the good uh, quality ones. Yeah, I almost All went right. back for a second round tonight, but <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, we will find a Tuesday night. Uh, I'm not sure when. It's almost the summer season here where vacations and things are coming up. Um, We are actually going to be doing a podcast recording, you and I, on Tuesday, July 5th, as we kicked off our divisional breakdowns. Maybe we do a on-site location recording. We could. The place wasn't too, too loud, so. That's all right. We might have to think about that. Okay. We'll uh, we'll, we'll take that one offline and chat about it. All right, folks. Well, today is Wednesday, June 22nd. Uh, it's my sister's birthday. So shout out to my older sister. Not naming names because she doesn't want to be associated with my dorkiness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so shout out to her and her whatever birthday it is. She doesn't want me to reveal that either. But yeah, uh, tonight's episode, I have labeled hype versus trap and how to avoid the abyss. Because as you know, we are in that in that time period of smoke and mirrors and people talking talking up all of their trash players on their yes. teams um which is really shaking up some of the uh, adp of players in their draft yes. positions so um just my my advice to you my friends is to be wary out there plant your flag and commit to it don't buy into the hype uh, do do your soul searching and make your selections because now is the time when you make emotional decisions, which tend to be all these for me. My, my, my previous record is I make, I make emotional decisions in the wrong direction. I make bad choices because, Ooh, I buy into the hype. I hear the choo-choo chain coming and I want to jump on board. Yes. You know, and, and a lot of times it's guys trying to, maybe build their own stock within their team mm-hmm. or they're on their last year, of their contract. So they'll start talking themselves up that they're the greatest thing since sliced bread to maybe try and yeah. raise their, their value in negotiation. Sure. Um, or it's a coach trying to trying to mentally stimulate a yeah. player who was lackluster by giving him some, some positive reinforcement in the media. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um. But the worst, I find the worst hype trains come from beat writers. Yeah. So if you're if you're if you're, if you're a story. Yeah, right. They're they're trying to hype up what they see and what everyone else is missing. 
It's like, dude, you write the same story every year. You just yeah. put a new player in into these little spots. In fact, I bet there's probably an opportunity where we can read these stories, and all you're doing is just removing the name and just placing somebody in, and you're, you're going to forget one spot. A, a story just, from five years ago. Right, exactly. <laughs> Spit out again, yeah. Yeah, oh, that. It, but you know what? Again, you're in that that two or three week window of not a lot of news, so it is dead. No. Um, it's very quiet from the from the news front, and the, they're just you know they got to make up something. And like I said, they take one one person's comment out of potentially con out of out of context, mm-hmm. and it either builds a guy up or it breaks a guy down. True. And then. You know, like you said, the hype train gets going and guys just, you know, unfortunately, they they make a, a drunk Donnie trade at some point. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it happens. It totally happens. happens. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, just to give you an update of what's going on in the world around here. Um, as I mentioned before, vacation season is coming. And with that, we are going to be doing some recordings a little off schedule. So typically, we record on Wednesday nights. With things happening, we will be adjusting our schedule. And I just realized that next Wednesday, Wednesday, June 29th, I'm so, supposed to be on the road uh, traveling to my nephew's graduation. So I will be have to adjust the schedule. So, Andrew, live sure. on the air. Are you, are you committed to next Tuesday, the 28th? Yeah, oh, for sure. Can we record on Tuesday, the 28th? Okay, perfect. Uh, well, let me just... Verify. Tuesday the 28th, nothing? Yep, All right. We're good? Okay. You, I'm glad you got your booking agent so readily available. Are you guys going for me? Oh, for the podcast? Yep. Oh, but we're vacations just mess things up, man. Yeah. I appreciate oh, you guys being accommodating. Hey, so how do your wife, by the way? Pardon? Well, I, say hi to your wife. I can hear her in oh. the background. Oh, Mike says yeah. hello. Hi, Mike. She says hello, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, pardon? Uh oh. Oh, she looked for you at the at your home base yesterday, but she didn't see you. No, uh, yesterday was just oh, okay. Well, here's an interesting little tidbit. Uh, yesterday was Tuesday, and here in the city of Edmonton, we half recognized. Um, Indigenous Peoples Day, which is a United Nations recognized event. And I was, uh, I, I, where I work is at our city of Edmonton City Hall. And they took the day off. Hmm. So they, City Hall was shut down. There was nothing going on. So I got to go out into the world and go see some of our other amazing Edmonton facilities and do some work. Uh, so I was not at my home base where I, I am typically found. Yes. And yeah, so it was, it was nice. Yeah. So I'll, I apologize for not, not being there to, to see my <laughs> fellow city employees and friends. Yes. No, that's uh, no, she, she's back to the office. The work, the, well, kind of the well, three days sure in two it. days yeah. home yeah. hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. The hybrid. Sorry. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but yesterday was one of the ones where she was down, actually downtown. So. Oh, right on. Well, you let her know that I'm sorry that I missed her. Yes. Because usually I'm there like 24-7. Well, not 24-7, but... 
Uh, pretty much. I'm back there this weekend. <laughs> oh, yep. It's a weekend season. off from Amazon, and you have to work for the city. <laughs> I got to work oh, for the city. Sucks. Hey, I'll give you okay insider information here. Two hours working for the city on overtime is the same as working ten hours for Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> I would imagine. I so would imagine. I will gladly take two hours with the city. Yes, uh, and that's way better. Oh, is it your uh, work in the Garth Brooks concert? No. Okay, so. That was an opportunity I could not take because my wife is going to the concert and I got to do childcare. Ah, oh, but a yeah. second night. Uh, did, didn't get asked. Didn't oh. get asked. Yeah. Which is fine. Which is fine. I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to work that one. Yeah. Um, additionally, because uh, there's some upcoming events, I want to give you guys some, some heads up of what's going on. Uh, starting the week of, uh, Tuesday, July 5th. So that means we will release it on Thursday, the 7th. So to, uh, Thursday, July 7th, we will be starting off on our divisional breakdowns. We are going to start off with the AFC North, which happens to be Andrew's home division with his Bengals and all of the Motley crew that, that play with them. So stick around for that one. That's coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, there's also a couple holidays coming up. We have Canada Day on July 1st for our, our Canadian family friends. And then down in the U.S. will be July 4th, which I hear is a pretty big deal. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. I think more Canadians celebrate that one than the Canada Day, it seems like, sometimes. Sometimes. Um, I remember working for a company that existed in both Canada and the U.S., and we would get uh, the 4th of July off as a vacation day. Because our corporate head offices were in the U.S. and nobody was functioning. So we would just get the day off anyways. Oh, so I'm like, that was cool. I enjoyed that. That was nice. Mm-hmm. That was really neat. Uh, I, do, I do miss that one. But on from a football standpoint, there are two important deadlines that are coming up right away here. On Sunday, July 10th is the NFL franchise tag deadline. That is when players have to sign their franchise tag um, or there's going to be some serious implications in not doing so, right? They're going to have to sit out the year. Yeah. So keep your eyes on that. I'm not sure who's, uh, who's still sitting on uh, on the franchise tag. I don't, I, I don't imagine. I don't think there's anybody of note. Otherwise we would be talking about it already. Yeah. And then right after that on Friday, July 15th is the start of NFL training camps. So that is one to watch. And then just a couple of weeks after that is the hall of fame game. You know what? I don't have that on my schedule. When is that, that one? Is I will bring that up here in score Hall of Fame go. game. Um, fourth, August fourth. Oh yeah, we're going to be right in the middle of our divisional breakdowns for that. Do you know who's playing in in that one this year? The Hall of Fame game this year is the Jags versus the Raiders. Oh wow! Okay, and then Jags we, versus Raiders, and then the week one starts August eleventh, like week okay. one of the preseason. Okay, we we will see some exciting exciting football in early August. We'll see all those guys trying to make their rosters. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll see some diamonds in the rough. That is the time period I find where the hype trains become like real routes. They become something substantial that yeah. we can get behind. Where all of the hype that you've been listening to, that you've been buying into or avoiding, you start seeing some real traction. And then we'll see the injuries. Very much so. Sadly, it, it just seems to happen every year. Yeah, a guy blows his Achilles or blows his knee or something in preseason. And he's out. Year. And somebody gets an opportunity to rise up. 
Yeah. So, okay. Well, it's uh, there's not a lot to get through this week, folks. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to bring up some uh, some football news. Uh, the first piece of football news is, if you haven't heard, Rob Gronkowski has finally retired for the last time, quote unquote. Yeah, but not really, because <laughs> there's a very good chance he's coming back. But you know, he he may do it again like he did last time, take the year off, heal up, because he missed he missed what five games last year due to injury. Yeah, it he plays a tough position and he's yeah. a physical dude, so I can see that being a bit challenging. Yeah. So, in my mind, what um, what likely what percentage do you give Rob Gronkowski? coming out of retirement at some point during the season this season yeah oh i think it's all gonna depend on the season the buccaneers are having and if they are a a very serious contender um he may come back halfway through the year yeah i i honestly think that his his retirement with is only temporary. Yeah. Um, if things if things are if the opportunity is right, the team is winning, they're gonna go to a Super Bowl, and they need assistance. Let's just say Chris Godwin isn't back yet. He he's not able to rehab fully. Um and they, they need pass catching options. Yeah. I realize that uh Cameron Brait is the next man up at tight end, but we yeah. don't know. I recently not uh, I recently in our our league uh, just spent 37 of my offseason fab to pick up Cameron Brait because he was on the waiver wire. Yeah, I, I think it's a nice stash. Uh, Cameron Brait has shown to be playable um, in the right matchup. So yeah. uh, for me, it's a stash. Wait to kind of see what happens. And if Gronk comes back, obviously that just kills Cameron Brait. Yeah, but I think again with with Brait. Um, He's not going to fill the shoes, I don't think, of of Gronk. Not like Gronk. Um, That's like an impossibility to fill. He was so consistent with his 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 catches. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, he was the he was a blocking guy. Um, he did whatever the team wanted him to do. I, I just don't. There's not a lot of guys out there, in my opinion, that are like that. They either want to block. Or they want to catch the ball. And it's hard to do both. Yes, very much hard to do both. And, Which is you know, what separates the, a great tight end from, from a mediocre one. Yeah. And I think if come halfway through the season, if Braith yep. isn't, isn't uh, um, cutting the mustard, they may go knocking on Gronk's door to say, Hey, man, I need you. Come back. Yeah. We're going to make a run for it. And you're and the missing is- piece. And it is a bit of a soft division, right? Because Atlanta is is out. They're not. Well, they're they're not going to be. Yeah. yeah, they're not going to be super competitive. The Saints um, are the same way. The Saints are the same way, depending on who their quarterback is. And if it's Jameis Winston, he's going to give them the best shot at winning, but he's also going to hurt them along the way. Yes. Um, and then, and then Carolina. what? Car- Carolina. Uh, to be honest with you, I think Carolina's worse off than Atlanta because yeah. the the quarterback question mark that exists for them. Yes. Um, so to me, it Tampa, Tampa is going to a playoff just because, just because. Yeah. They should take all six 
interdivisional games. They should. Should. They should be number one in that division. Yes. Barring barring injury or incident, right? Like as long as they just they just play, they they will win that division. And the NFC, like who are they going to compete against on that side outside of the NFC West? I don't see a strong contender out of the NFC East. Maybe, maybe the Cowboys, but that's been a struggling division. Yeah. Um, my NFC North with uh, the Bears, the Lions, the Packers, and the Vikings, I don't see one of them like rising up and being super challenging now that uh, unfortunately the Packers have been gashed at uh, at offense. Yeah. So it's. I would say that your your biggest contenders in that whole conference are, you know, the Rams. Um, your Rams. Yeah, may, maybe uh, Cardinals, if they can stay consistent. Maybe the 49ers. The I, I can't see the, the 49ers. I think there's just too many too many injuries. That is their problem. That is just yeah. a weird conundrum that just exists there. They should yeah. Yeah. Get, out, they get, need out, to get... get out of the, the Bay Area. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you're doing down there, stop doing it. Yeah, stop drinking the yeah. water out of the Bay Oh, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Making their bones burn. Too many too many trips to Alcatraz. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's that's Gronk news. Uh, amazing career. Loved having him. I own him in a couple of leagues. I will not be dropping him. This is where the retirement slot that we mentioned a couple of weeks ago. I think yes. would be very handy. That's because I have him in two of our four leagues. Yeah, like. This is where, okay, I'm going to put Gronk on my retirement slot because there's a chance he's going to come back. I'm not fully accepting the fact that he's not. And that way he doesn't take up a roster spot and he just kind of sits there as like this little hood ornament on your team. Mm -hmm. So maybe we need to start lobbying a sleeper to add that. That would be nice. That would be. Um, yeah. You know, uh, you, you were talking a little bit earlier about the hype train. Uh-huh. Yep. And I saw an interesting article today. Mm -hmm. Um, and wow, I, I it's, it's got to be the water in Pittsburgh. Some of these guys. <laughs> okay, I I know where you're going with this one. I read that this, one too. Some of these guys, um, typing themselves up. Mm -hmm. uh, Claypool. Yep. Your friend Chase Claypool, because I know you were you were high on him in his rookie I was. year. Yeah, I was. Um, well, as a, as a fellow as a Canadian. Yes. Um, yes. Not many of them transitioned down to the NFL and have big illustrious careers, but he was a shining star, super was, exciting. And the last mm -hmm. year, and maybe maybe it was the quarterback situation with Ross Roethlisberger not being a hundred percent. Yeah, maybe that's why he fell off last year. But I I, I agree. I think Chase Claypool is better than what last year showed. Yeah. but he's a deep threat, and if you can't get that ball down to him, uh, he's he's yeah. not going to show up. And Really, I don't think they have a quarterback that can do that right now. I don't Rudolph, know Mitch Trubisky, I don't think, or not Rudolph. Trubisky. I think Trubisky can. Just I don't know how consistent he's going to be with doing it. But how accurate is he going to be trying to throw it out sixty yards? Right, he could probably chuck it flat far, but how accurate is it? Um, but reading the article, um, you know, he said in in the article. I am in a league of my own. I am a top five. Oh, let me rephrase that. I am a top three wide receiver. Yeah. Dude, you were, you were, you struggled to be the top three receiver on your team last year. How are you coming out to say this year? You are the third, at least the third best receiver in the league. 
Uh, it's a bold statement, right? I mean, these, these, this is what that type A dominant, whatever personality you want to label it. He's he, coming he, out there he and he's trying your, to be the alpha. He did your, uh, how did you call it in the get to know your league mates? Uh, controversial social. Uh, what did you call it? When you wanted the controversial. I have no um, idea, man. I'm totally blank. One of the here. one of the questions that we had in the get to know you. Oh, what was your what was your contra- What is a controversial take that the rest yeah. of us would not agree with? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That statement is huge. that is <laughs> that yeah. That Chase Claypool is the top three wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, for maybe. those that have him, that would be great if uh, you know he proves us all wrong. But... Maybe if he was with a quarterback that would do that, right? Like if somehow he ended up. With Josh Allen, or okay, well, maybe not because he got uh, Jamar Chase. But like, let's say he ends up in Green Bay. If Chase Claypool somehow this year got traded and he's in Green Bay, oh, dude, I'm going hams on Chase Claypool with uh, with Aaron Rodgers. I think that'd be fantastic. Uh, Josh Allen, uh, Patrick Mahomes, like like quarterbacks that can hum chuck that ball really well. Justin Herbert, even yeah, like yeah, love it. Right now, but you got Mitch Trubisky, who couldn't keep a starting job, who ended up as a backup. Uh, you got Kenny Pickett, rookie coming in, and they're competing for a job. And Mason Rudolph, who just like no, he's just <laughs> he's just break break glass in case of emergency type of guy. Yeah, he's becoming the Andy Dalton. <laughs> you know what? I think the world has done Andy Dalton dirty. I think he's an okay quarterback. He is, and he, but he's just he's in the twilight of his career. Yeah, he knows it. He's the back. He's not gonna. Now. He's not gonna resurrect it now. No, he he no. will. He will come in and he could steal three games, four games for you. Sure, until your uh, starter comes back. Until your starter comes back, and yeah. keep, or at least keep you in. So if your quarterback goes down for four games, he could get you two of the four wins, and keep you relevant in your division. Mm-hmm. Um, Just don't let him get, play a playoff game. Yeah. And again, he's a Bengal, so I, I love them. But yeah, um, you know, he's also one of those guys that I think is maybe holding on a little too too long, too hard, and too oh. long. Okay, right? like just uh, fade away gracefully. Yeah, don't don't ruin your legacy by by playing when you're when you're sixty years old and you're not Tom Brady. Yeah, okay doesn't have the greatest legacy so no i think he's trying to like go out on a high note that could be instead of just fading out into obscurity he had a great shot down in dallas yeah he got he got the starting gig and then he got hurt that the first chance he hits the field and it's like well all right that's it buddy this you're not getting another one Mm -hmm. all right um before we move on to the next little piece of news here i do have something from my sports calendar Ah, yes. This is this is uh, a, a weird piece of news, and I'm not really sure how to take it. So, while attempting to explain his club's 1-13 record in 1973, Houston Oilers general manager John Breen said, We were tipping off our plays. Whenever we broke from the huddle, three guys were laughing, and one guy was pale as a ghost. Am I to interpret that the dude who was pale as a ghost was the guy who was going to get the ball and he was terrified and that's where the defense just focused their energies? Is that is that kind of how I'm I reading think that? so. Okay. I, that's the way I would read it. Especially right, if you well, were the running back. back. You know, you mm-hmm. don't have an offensive line. 
Because you're one in 13. Yeah, just three guys <laughs> laughing. It's like, ha, 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 you're going to die. <laughs> yeah, the three wide receivers are laughing as they're going out because they know they're not going to get killed. Yeah, like, it's not me this time. <laughs> oh, okay. man. That's, yeah, that's, uh, that's an interesting comment that he makes that way. But, you know. If you're, tele- if you're telegraphing your play, sure, it's going to be pretty easy for the defense to, to get on you. Yeah. Or if you're one of those teams that is one-dimensional, it's pretty True. easy to focus on that, right? Yeah. Okay. You uh, you have some other news here you wanted to share with everybody. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, today we had a, a couple of players, one current, one former, passed away. Um, Jalen Ferguson... Uh, was only 26, I believe it was with Baltimore. The Ravens, yeah. Yeah, uh, passed away. I didn't see what, if they had a cause or anything like that. Uh, and former Raven, uh, Tony Saragusa, also NFL or uh, Fox Network line, yep. uh, a field uh, commentator, yeah, um, passed away, 55 years old, so young. I'm only a couple years away from that. Yeah, um, it's sad when you and hear. Mike, you're only a couple years away from 26. <laughs> Actually, I think I'm closer to 55 than I am to 26. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's how that math works out. We won't go into the details though. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, I guess that's uh, it's sad to see a, a former yeah. football great and a young talent just going. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. So I imagine a, a tough season for. NFL guys passing away. Yeah, actually, it has been, um, and several of them young. Like I understand if you're you're an old old vet, maybe in your 60s, 70s, um, got some some issues from playing football at such a high level. Sure, but there's some young kids. Yeah. Some of these guys are like haven't really experienced a lot of life. To see them pass like that, it's just sad. Yeah. Well, guys mm-hmm. that are still actively playing, right? So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, let's move on to some uh, some lighter news. Yeah, um, I want to talk free agents with you. Sure. There are three free agents out there from a fantasy perspective that don't have jobs yet. Yes. Odell Beckham Jr., Julio Jones, and Will Fuller. They do not have jobs. I'm still holding on to Julio in one of the leagues. Okay. Just, uh, just in case. Just in case. All right. Well, then this is the question I want to ask. This is what I'm most curious about. Do you think any one of these guys gets a job before the season starts? Or do you think they are mid mid season acquisitions? Like for OBJ, he got he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. So he's got a long timetable. He might not get picked up until the end of the year. So I I honestly don't think that he has a shot. And making a roster and playing this year, personally, he. But I think for him, yeah, um, because he's he has voiced interest in a, a couple of teams, right? And I think if those teams are playoff contending, right, potentially going deep into the play, like the Rams again, sure, come week. 12 or 13, if he turns around and says, okay, guys, I'm ready. And the Rams are, ooh, we can get some fresh legs for dirt cheap because he's going to be a free agent. 
right. and it would be a. It's the only way. I'd be like sign, a. The only way I would sign like an OBJ is you are on a tryout contract. I'm paying. I'm paying you that, the bare minimum. Prove that you have rehabbed and that you're good to go. And then at the end of the season, we'll talk about a, a, a contract if you if you want to stay with us. But at, at that point, prove to everybody that you are back and able to play. Yeah. But I'm only giving you the bare minimum. Yeah. I wouldn't be paying OBJ coming off an ACL tear off of not a not, not when was the last time he had a relevant season where he was performing. Like he yeah. was on trend in uh, in Los Angeles, but not not enough for me to pay no. him what he thinks he might be worth. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Julio. Uh, he's just so he's so old. Not that, he not is, that yeah. he's, you know, not to take away from from the ability. Again, I think if if a team loses a um, a slot guy or their their wide receiver two, and their slot guy moves up, Julio could could get picked up at could. any given at any given time. Like you like you said, guys get hurt in the in the preseason games. If a guy, if a, a team go, uh, you know, say, uh, who, um, uh, we talked about T- Tampa Bay, Godwin, Kank Bash. Sure. Right. They may okay. say to Julio, hey, you know what? I'll give you a one year deal. Yeah. Come in, try it, come play. Again, don't, don't expect to be making $75 million. We'll pay you a couple million. Come try it. Come try out. Yeah, prove to us that you're that you're still the guy that you used to be. Um, I just don't. I don't know that he was a. I don't think he built the chemistry last year. He did. He didn't play. Or he was the, injured almost for the entire yeah. year. But right? even like when he, he was playing, I don't think he had the chemistry. I don't think he had the opportunity to to build that chemistry. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna look up and see what Julio did. Because I don't think he played enough games. I think he hurt himself. All right. So Julio is a free agent. So last year he played. Uh, he played week one. Played week two. Played week three. Missed four five. Played part of week six. Part of week seven. <clears throat> missed week eight. Came back. Played part of week nine. Missed 10, 11, 12 by week. And then came back for week 18 where he actually played, actually had a touchdown. But he didn't. Yeah, he did not play well. Like he did not. No. Like his snap percentage was 78, 75, 50, 66, 43, 74, 45, 34, 50. Like he just wasn't playing. Yeah. And he missed. And it's tough to build that chemistry with your quarterback when you're when you're not on the field. Yeah, and and the, the quarterback maybe doesn't have the confidence that, hey, can you get down? Can you get open thirty yards down the field? Because that's his kind of his his uh, mo was uh, fast and a, a deep threat. Mm-hmm. So I just I don't it's, I just don't think it was a the injury I think it was that but I don't think there was just the right fit there. Yeah, um, you know, again, well, 
going to a team where um, it could be a contender, like go to the Rams, where you're not the number one guy. You don't have to be the number one guy. You don't even have to be the number two guy. Go chase the ring. But I, I, I don't know what's going on. I haven't seen much news. Uh, the last piece of uh, news posted here in Sleeper was from over a month ago. Yeah, he's... So there's not I, a lot I, of conversation. Yeah, and maybe he's maybe he is looking at retirement too, right? Like he's enjoying his summer off and not having to go to these um, these uh, mini camps. And, sure. You know, but again, maybe again, that's what some of the guys, some of these older guys, need too, right? Not go to all these little mini camps and save their body, right? Okay, um, well then let's... Will Fuller, though. Uh, um... Will Fuller played two games last year. Yeah. He had a total of eight eight targets for four receptions, 26 yards. He had a total of 6.6 fantasy points in our league. Yeah, and how old is he? 27. So he's not... He hasn't aged himself out of the market. Yeah, but he's not a young shining speedster anymore either. No, no, he's not. Um, there is an opportunity that he could get signed. I think of the three, he's probably the most likely to be signed before the beginning of the season, and purely because he's still young enough and he might be able to play. But because he has such injury history of missing games, that maybe maybe he's the best candidate to be signed before the season, but also the best candidate to be signed during the season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at guys like, um, and again, he's was so much older, but you look at guys like Frank Gore, right? You know, he signed with teams, you know, three quarters of the way through a season just to finish off the season with the team because they had injuries, right? I think Fuller and and Julio probably are the better candidates for those types of those types of roles. But again, OBJ, depending on how his rehab goes. Mm-hmm. I know he was originally talking, oh, I'll be back I'll be ready for training camps and I can't see it. Sure. Like I, I be optimistic. Uh push yourself. Uh do your best to get back, but I just I won't buy it. I, I wouldn't trust someone who came who's going to come back from an injury like that, um, that fast. Yeah, Not, especially as he's getting older in age too, right? Mm-hmm. Longer to mm-hmm. longer to recover from those types of things, for sure. Yeah. Wow. Well, that is all of the football news we have. Yes, we have a little bit of league talk, not a lot. Um, I did mention earlier that I did uh, waivers ran the today, and I picked up some essentially some roster cloggers just just to fill up my my roster because i had a couple open spots so i picked up cameron Brait, uh spent 37 dollars of my fab because i thought there might actually have been a mad rush on him unfortunately i way overbid because um i spent 37 only one other person put a bid in that was josh aka the multi beast he bid two dollars so I really, really wanted a Cameron Brait. 
Oh, you could be getting an award at the end of the year for <laughs> I overspending. <could> overspend. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, off-season fab to me is like the worst because uh, we have such deep rosters. There's not a lot to choose from out yeah. there, right? So you're you're really looking for diamonds in the rough. Um, so then I went and spent a dollar a dollar on Benny Snell. Yes, I because hey, th- there is the conversation that he's the backup to Najee Harris, and Najee Harris is going to be spelled a little bit. So I thought, okay, you know what? I got a I got a roster spot right now. I'll uh, I'll I'll drop a dollar on Benny Snell. Let's see what happens. And then I put in some zero dollar bids on a bunch of guys. And the player I got was the tight end from the rookie tight end from Tennessee, uh, Okonkwo. All right, okay, cool. He's six foot three, two hundred thirty eight. Had good measurables. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I really don't know. Um, Austin Hooper, he's competing with. Uh, Jeff Swain, he's competing with. So eh, who knows? It's a dart throw. We'll see what happens. My other options were all tight ends. So not uh, not anything I, I'm too attached to. Probably guys I'll drop before the season starts. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is what life is like in a dynasty league during this void of football. Right after the rookie draft, there's not a lot going on. And then the hype trains from from minicamp and OTA start. And really, until until real training camp starts and we start seeing uh, some preseason games, the rest of it's all just fluff. Just fluff. Okay. Hey. Uh-oh. Your, your Cameron Brait uh, has had 15,000 pickups today. Oh, uh, well, yeah. 15,000 pickups. Why not? He's 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 the uh, he's the tight end starter oh, but for for a potentially playoff bound team. Ah, uh, but your Benny Snell has some competition with Matteo Durant, who's been picked up almost three thousand times today. Who? Matteo Durant. Durant, running back for Pittsburgh. Let's. Matteo Durant signed by Pittsburgh two months ago. Durant signed with the Steelers as an undrafted free agent. Oh, he had 489 carries over 2,200 yards and 18 touchdowns across 44 games during his time at Duke. He'll compete with fellow undrafted free agent back Jalen Warren during training camp, but both players likely will have an uphill battle to make the initial 53-man roster. Yeah. Okay. See, that's hype I can believe, but... He's six foot one, 195 pounds. That's not uh, that's not bad. Size wise. A little bit skinny, but uh yeah, for for free, for being six foot one, yeah. I'd like a bit more meat as a running back, but yeah. hey, like he's not tiny. True, true. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh what we have on the, the guys that are trending downward. Oh, uh, you want to see who's trending? <laughs> obviously Gronk. Uh, let's see here. Ricky Antonio Steele. Brown, David Johnson, Justin Jackson, None Ricky Seals Jones. <laughs> Did you see that most of the guys don't have teams? Jeff oh. Wilson. Taysom He's Hill. Uh, Taysom Hill. Tight end for New Orleans. Well, he was the like backup James quarterback. Man. He was, yeah. T.Y. Hilton. Is T.Y. Hilton? He is a free agent. Yeah, He's he 32 years old. Right now. I don't think he'll get a team. That's not a guy we need to talk about. Marcus Callaway. You know what? I'm I'm surprised at that. 
I think OJ Howard is a good tight end. He's in to me. He's in his prime years. He already showed one year that he could be an amazing tight end. And, but their tight end uh, locker room, Dawson Knox. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't think he surpasses Dawson Knox. So to me, it was a bad choice going there. Unless there's an injury, then he might have a shot. I was hoping he would have landed somewhere else, but yeah. he did not. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of teams that don't have uh, a lot. Of, oh, Will Fuller is being dropped a lot. That's crazy. Uh, again, because he hasn't been. The closer, never, you're getting, the closer you're getting to Ooh, camp. Yeah. yeah. Darius Geis. That's a, that's a night name I haven't seen in a long time. Which one? Uh, uh, Darius Geis. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised Emmanuel Sanders is being dropped. Uh, he doesn't have a team either. He's in Buffalo. No. That's what it says here. Really? Is he still got a job? Ah, uh, it's because he's hinting at retirement. Oh. Well, maybe. I yeah, I wouldn't I'm not investing anything in Emmanuel Sanders. So that's that's an okay drop. And then another one on our list of guys that uh Julio Jones. <laughs> yeah, he's there. Was on the list of uh on drop candidates. Drop guys, yeah. On trending. Okay. Well, that brings the formal portion of our show to a conclusion. There is no more football talk to talk about, but there is the elephant in the room that we've been, you know, dipping our, our toe into. We're slowly taking bites out of each and every week. And that's the conversation regarding Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I'm going to ask you. I haven't watched yet this week. <laughs> okay. This is I'm, the last episode. I'm in my routine of... We fit rewrap this up and I go and I watch yeah. it right away. Okay, well then we will wrap this up so you can go and watch it tonight. It is the it is the finale. Oh. There is, is not it, eight, there is six. Is there a two hour? Or is it a one? Uh, hour? no, it is longer. It is longer than normal. And it is mwah, so good. Okay. So good. And I was right about so much of it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. They deliver in this one. And it um I, yeah, I like it. I think they did a good, great, great job. Uh, so kudos to, to the team. now. Season two. Well, no, no, that's already been signed. Well, yeah, you. Uh, but this was so good. There's now rumor now that there's a Qui-Gon spinoff coming. Ah, uh, I don't know if I'd watch that one. Well, I'll see. Like, I think the, Liam Neeson just wants to jump on the, the Disney bandwagon and get paid. Sure, why not? It's I Liam Neeson. Right? I like Liam Neeson, so that's yeah. kind of cool. I just don't. I just don't just see don't the value. In... <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, in this case, he does have a very specific set of skills, as you know, being a dead Jedi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Really good. I, I enjoyed the show. I watched it. Um, my lunch break today was not uh, was not a great one because there was a lot of stuff going on, so I only got to watch part of it. Um, and then when I came home, making some supper for the kids and whatnot, got to finish it off, and I was like, "Wow, they did really good. It was uh, it was gripping, right to the end." Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm uh, I'm excited to see it then. Um, but you know what? Instead of me spending time and typing it out, I will give my theory now. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna lay it on us? Yes, I'll lay it on you okay. guys for the podcast. All right, man. You know, 
what did you call okay. it this week? The the hype. Uh, the hype and, versus and the trap. trap. <laughs> and how to avoid the abyss. Now, yes. with a quick little tangent, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this a little bit. Uh, sure. Several weeks ago, we had a, a Star Wars conversation, one of our many tangents, yeah. and um, I poked fun at you for a. Oh, is, is it? I'm gonna say conspiracy theory. Yes, that you're you have a conspiracy theory about Yoda being a dark Jedi, possibly a Sith, and. Yes. You have you do have some foundational facts. Now I would love for you to spill this story to our audience. Okay, so this all started way back when Empire came out. So way, so, way, way. This is just the, the the original second movie. Yes. Yes. Empire Strikes Back um, comes out. Yes. So when he sends Luke down into the cave. Yeah, on Dagobah. And, and Dagobah, and says to Luke, because Luke goes to grab his blaster, yep, and his and his lightsaber, and Yoda says, "You don't need that. You only take down there with you what you bring inside of you." Right. Okay. Um, Yoda also reveals that he defeated a dark Jedi in that cave at some point in time. Right. Well, in my opinion, okay, so he was in hiding this whole time. Right, no, one yep. knew, no one knew where he was. Right. Um, the Empire's wiping out all the rest of the Jedi. He's sitting there hiding in Dagobah. Nobody knows exactly. Nobody knows where he is. Right. So there was no dark Jedi for him to defeat. So he had to have defeated his own dark side. As Luke okay. did, as Luke did when he went down into the cave, he saw his dark side. He saw his dark side, you know, did the saber thing, cut off the head, the mask pops off, and it's him behind the Vader mask, right? Um, you know, showing the his own potential of how easy it is for him to cross over, and how easy it is for anybody to cross over. So that always struck me as odd, and then. You also think about Yoda sitting on the log. Mm-hmm. He looks very remorseful of making Luke have to go through that. Right. Very contemplative. He knew, of he knew what, what he was going to go and face. Be. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that uh, was a Sith temple on Dagobah that they went yes. into. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you fast forward to um, uh, episode one. Okay. They Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace. They talk about there's always two. Right. A master and an apprentice. Right. Right. So Emperor Palpatine was trying to break that mold, having multiple people underneath him. Right. But my whole opinion, everything that was being orchestrated was Yoda uh, guiding Palpatine. Okay. Um, again, you keep kind of going forward through stuff. Um, another one of the big ones is when Order 66 gets announced. Right. How does Yoda automatically know? He doesn't hear the order coming. Nope. He just sees the the 
the the stormtroopers kind of turn, look at each other. He knew the order was there. So how did he know what the order was going to be? And he escaped all of that. Right. He was on Kashyyyk uh, fighting with the Wookiees. Yes. Right. And just kind of happened to say, F this. They're not touching me. Okay. Um, you know, some of the other things that, that, uh, that I, I come up with. Um, how is it? How is it that they've wiped out every other one other than him and Ben? Well, they, they didn't, right? So part of the stories is that several of them have, have escaped and they exist and they've gone into hiding. And the ones that we really follow now in modern canon is just yeah, Ben and but those Yoda. 10, 15 years ago, when there wasn't so many books written and so many stories written and all that other kind of stuff. Right. That wasn't the case. Back when the movies were made, the only two that survived were Obi-Wan and Yoda. Okay. And again, at the end of episode three, it's Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Yoda is saying to Obi-Wan, go here and I'm going here and they won't find us. How does he know unless he's got some way of protecting them? Because they weren't looking for, they were never looking for Yoda. So far, opinion. yeah. None of the stories show that they're looking for Yoda. Because Definitely he, hell bent on trying to find Obi-Wan, though. But because he's actually a dark Jedi, a Sith Lord. So why are they even looking for him? They wouldn't be. They're not seeing the they're not they weren't seeing the the light side. You look at Dagobah, you see the dark. Okay, but there's what, nobody here. So then, so answer me this. If he's a Sith Lord, mm -hmm. is he just a lazy Sith Lord? Well, Because he, 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 he never really showed his ambitions of pursuing like power and control or anything. He just he was, he was just there. Master. He sure, pulled just, all the strings for Palpatine. But you he pulls the strings for... You go, you go over and take over the Senate. You go over and... Build the army of the empire. Sure, I'm going to sit back, sit on the Jedi just, Council, and guide these these fools in the wrong direction. Exactly, and I'm going to tell you how to do everything else. He trained. You, you never ever hear truly who trained Palpatine, Darth Plagueis. They didn't. He never ever said that was his master. Okay. Hey, when they're in the when they're in the the uh, Cirque du Soleil scene, him and Luke, he never ever says uh, Darth Plagueis was his master. He just says, "Have you ever heard of this person?" He had the ability to save other people's lives. He never ever truly came out and said, or that I ever remember, that he ever came out and said, "This was my master." It's all been assumed in my in 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 my opinion. Again. Right. Okay. Right. So Darth Darth Plagueis is supposed to be the master of Darth Sidious, which is Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. Um, and once Palpatine thinks he's ready, he murders his master and assumes the role of master and then finds himself an apprentice. 
but I don't ever remember them ever saying the, that specific stuff. No, I don't ever remember him saying I killed. He, he said his apprentice killed him, right? But he never ever said to to Anakin, he was my master and I killed him. Killed well. Him. I don't even, set a, not even I wouldn't want to set a precedent saying, hey, so if you want to become a Sith Lord Master, you're going to have to kill me. So let's not play this game. I'm not going to tell you that's how you do it. I'm just going to like, I'm going to teach you and you're going to be the dude uh, who's like my second in command. I'm always going to like rely on you and that's going to be awesome. And then one day you can rise up and be your own little franchise and just yeah. go over here and recruit and do your own thing. And I'm going to do this. Yeah. Um, I don't it, It's interesting because I can see, I could see how there's, that's a possibility in the storyline where you can make some twists. There's not enough um, evidence to completely make it concrete for me. There's too many plot holes, uh, particularly if I'm, if I'm pulling the strings, how did I screw up where I'm now living up on Dagobah, waiting for some blonde haired punk to show up uh, to rescue me? Yes. I, I, I agree with you. Lucas a hack, but <laughs> um, I just, I think it was all part of his. I think he saw the writing on the wall. Yep. In episode three, when him and and uh, Palpatine were in the Senate fighting, I think he kind of saw the writing on the wall that this is not going to go my way, our way right now. Um, Anakin has crossed over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is now the time to maybe I'll go reevaluate my own situation. But again, why weren't they looking for him? It just, or why couldn't they find him? They found everybody else. They even found Obi-Wan. Yep. Right. So why is it they could not find him? Because they weren't looking for him, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Nothing that I've come across thus far leads me to believe that they were ever looking for Yoda. Yeah. Nothing. I haven't, like, obviously, there's just probably, like, a ton of content that I have not consumed. Oh, yeah. I have not done a lot of the books um, or comic books, at least not recent ones. Not since they slashed and removed all of the uh, legacy canon stuff. And, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's all right. I, Interesting. Again, I've never, I've never, ever, ever delved into any of the Yoda background, any of the, this is all my own personal opinion theory. As you put right. it, conspiracy theory. It is I a conspiracy just, theory. I, I think it would be a, a very, very cool background story to tell that, you know, as Palpatine is, is, is growing, um, Yoda's taken him under his wing and kind of shown him the way, trained him. He is the 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 Padawan for the dark, right. on the dark side for for Yoda. Um, and I think it could be. I think that could be a very very interesting uh, story plot line. Could be fan fiction. This is where it needs to live. Write some stories. Expand it. I can't write that kind of stuff, but I can think it all up in my head, but I couldn't put it down on paper. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, well, the idea is out there. Maybe somebody will yeah. pick it up, put a cool spin on it. There we go. 
I just want part of the rights. <laughs> the royalties. <laughs> Na- naming rights. We'll give you some naming rights. Copyright 2022. <laughs> I, I don't think you can copyright already copyrighted material. You might be able to put the idea out there, right? This is why they call it fan fiction because you're allowed to do it without yeah. infringing on other people. Anyways. All right. Well, hey, uh, everybody, thank you very much. That's yes. it for this week's show. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to like and share. Uh, yeah, definitely share. Leave us a review. Uh, follow us on Facebook, uh, Twitter. Um, let's see now. Like we, uh, We're growing and expanding. We're, we're looking for more listeners. So yep. pass it around. Get us out there. We are always looking to reinvent and advance ourselves to get better at the show. We want to provide you the content that you want to enjoy each and every week. So hit us up. Give us your feedback. Love to hear it. Um, other than that, you know what, guys? The summer is here. It is officially upon us. I think yesterday at midnight or sometime during the day, we officially crossed over into summer. So enjoy uh, what you got. Yes. Enjoy the nice weather that you can. While you can. Uh, yes. And Other from like one out Edmonton, the monsoons we've been getting the last couple of days. Oh, on and off, <laughs> on and off. Hot days, rainy nights. Oh, it's been. I do enjoy the storms. The storms have been intense. Yes. Uh, they've been good. All right. From one poor man to another, remember, if it's not fun, it's not worth doing. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Have a great week.